0: Well, good morning, Morena, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus for May the 13th. I'm Bernard Hickey. Today we're going to look at something I've been following for a while, which is credit card fees and debit card fees that retailers, dairy owners, cafes have to pay the banks and and ultimately the credit card companies. Whenever someone turns up and waves their card at a terminal... The fees are much higher than those cafes and dairies are used to. Way back in the day when we only had FPOS and you had to slide your card in and put your PIN number in, that was actually free for the dairies and the cafes. But with the introduction of Contactless, the Paywave and PayPass, from around about 2010-11 onwards, those fees really started to ramp up for cafes, dairy owners as people who were normally paying with fpos would just waive their card even if it was a debit card and the banks have bundled those fees together in many cases and instead of paying nothing for people to use their cards to buy a coffee or the uh, ice block at the dairy suddenly the dairy owners and the cafe owners were finding themselves paying three four five percent and for many of them on small margins this is a really big deal so the complaints started coming, and in 2016, the previous national government said, well, we'll have a look at this, whether there needs to be regulation of these fees, as is the case overseas. Because when someone who has a network monopoly, and effectively that's what we're looking at here for the banks and the credit card companies, they impose fees, and it's actually very difficult for um, the retailer at the end of the line, unless they're really big, to negotiate a much better price. So. If you're Countdown or if you're Z Energy, you are able to get a reasonable price for all of those bundled transactions that you have with your bank. But if you're Joe Bloggs Dairy, um, you're paying quite high fees. And so the Retailers Association has got in on the act and said to the government, it's fairer if you regulate these fees lower. That's what's happened overseas. And it's been—it's happened overseas a long time ago um, in the UK and in the EU and in Australia. This was something done seven, eight, ten years ago. So we've been t- trying since 2016 to see these uh, fees come down. The government, both the national government and the Labor government, took the voluntary approach, as is often the way by our regulators. They said, "Well, let's give them a chance to do the right thing," and here we are, five years later. Finally, the government has had to pull out the big stick and regulate. So yesterday, David Clark announced that there would be a regulation and a capping of the fees, um, interchange fees and other fees for these debit and credit cards, particularly contactless, paywave, and that the, fee, the costs would drop by about a half and that retailers would see a benefit of about $74 million a year. Now, if you describe this as super profits, which you could, you're looking at five years of uh, overcharging at $70 million a year. So over $300 million of profits have gone to the banks and the credit card companies while we've been waiting for them to do the right thing. And David Clark made that announcement uh, yesterday. I was there for the announcement, um, which included um, some pretty tough words for the banks, not to the point where he's going to do a market study on them. Um, I asked him that, and he, he, he was very cautious about his answer. But also uh, he's clearly looking at the buy now, pay later sector as well, which has taken off elsewhere and has done quite well here as many people look to basically abandon their credit cards and their relationships with the banks uh, because they aren't very happy with it and um, have moved to buy now, pay later. But they also um, impose fees and, and uh, are, are potentially a problem both for consumers and for retailers. So David Clark's going to have a look at that. But we started off the press conference uh, by asking David, uh, why has it taken so long and how does he feel about the banks? Um, you could argue
1: uh, taking
0: the proverbial here.
1: The banks, uh, I think, could have moved faster on these things. Um, I need to be honest about that. Um, having said that, during uh, COVID, um, Banks did uh, do away with the contactless card payments um, as a gesture of goodwill during that period. Um, so we know that banks can sometimes respond when we put pressure on them. We haven't felt that it's been fast enough, uh, and that's why at the election we said we were going to move to regulate, and we haven't seen the movement we've wanted to see since. So I think it's timely that this is going to come into play. What are you say to the banks if they do complain about the amount of regulation being put on them and the extra
2: costs given those large costs? So how much of a role did Covid play in um, taking this
1: decision? Well, um, COVID obviously um, has seen quite a change in the way New Zealanders interact uh, at retail. Uh, people have shifted from the EFTPOS system, which was the dominant system previously, uh, increasingly to contactless methods of payment. Um, that has a really direct impact on small businesses, on retailers, uh, and we think they need a fair deal, we think they need a fair go, and we also know that consumers pick up the tab for that in many cases. So we want to make sure that consumers also get that fair go with the change in practice that's out there. So what would
2: you say to those retailers who are currently adding 2-3% to on to the price,
1: some of them, would you expect them to remove those stickers and stop that charging? Oh look, I expect retailers to pass on their savings to consumers, they are in a competitive market. Many of our small businesses are living on the edge here. Uh, This will make their lives simpler, but also, in order to survive, they're going to have to pass on savings to their consumers in the competitive environment. This was initially started in 2016 under the previous government, it's
2: five years. Why did you give the banks the benefit of the doubt? Have they just taken the proverbial here?
1: Oh look, um, I can't speak to why there were delays under the previous government. Certainly this government uh, was uh, challenged with COVID, uh, it's fair to say, and and that has um, been a a strong factor in in the time it's taken, but we've also wanted to consult appropriately with industry. Uh, We believe though, going into the last election, uh, that the time had come. We'd done sufficient consultation and we were very clear that we were going to move in this area. This will come as no surprise uh, to the banks and indeed as I took up office as the Minister for uh, Commerce and Consumer Affairs, this is one of the very first things that I had my officials work on. And in
2: Australia, they have uh, kept the fees, but also are very aggressive at stopping the surcharging by uh, taxis and some retailers. Did you consider banning these nasty little um, surcharge tickets stickers? That uh, look,
1: we're, we're taking these things one step at a time, so this was first things first. Um, obviously uh, consumers can respond to those uh, pressures in the market and make their retail choices uh, where they see, things that they deem to be unfair but we will be able to say to the public that the regime now will be much fairer for businesses and I think they will want to show customers and consumers uh, that they are then passing on savings where appropriate.
2: Greg mentioned buy now pay later I mean what are you doing to regulate them because overseas there have been some concerns about responsible responsible uh, lending and also gouging on fees?
1: Well I'm looking at buy now pay later actively um, and uh, having conversations with them at this stage. Um, I'm not here to announce anything in that regard today. Minister, and- is this a warning that buy now pay later